Let's open the Word of God this morning Amen. to the minor prophet of Habakkuk, about four prophets from the end of the Old Testament, in front of Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi, the prophet Habakkuk. The burden that Habakkuk had was the judgment of Israel by the Chaldeans or the Babylonians in the first chapter he complains that that wasn't very fair because though Israel had been bad, they weren't as bad as the Babylonians, so how could God use the Babylonians to spank them when the Babylonians were worse? And the Lord explains in chapter 2, don't worry, I have plans for Babylon as well. And then in chapter 3, he has a prayer, and he turns it into a song, and I want the last three verses. For your learning, if you want something to do at home that could be profitable... There are three sermons on the website taken from the three chapters of Habakkuk. I want to read the last four verses here because the prophet returns to the warning of the terrible judgment that is coming and he makes reference to it in the 16th verse that I'm going to read. And then he says, although all that bad stuff happens, the Lord is my strength and I'm going to rejoice and dance. And he concludes his prophecy. Verse 16, when I heard, this is Habakkuk hearing about the judgment of God on Israel. When I heard, my belly trembled, my lips quivered at the voice, rottenness entered into my bones, and I trembled in myself that I might rest in the day of trouble. When he cometh up unto the people, He will invade them with his troops. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat, the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and He will make my feet like hinds feet, and He will make me to walk upon mine high places. To the chief singer on my stringed instruments. Amen and amen. Amen. This is the word of the Lord from the prophet Habakkuk. In the 16th verse, he is recalling what he has heard about the coming judgment on Israel, and it's bad. You all have afflictions coming in your life, and some of them will be bad. The prophet here shows one side of his nature, and it's a part of his nature that we all have, and that is to dread bad, negative, painful events in our lives. So he says, when I heard, my belly trembled. You know, when you feel it in your guts that it's going to be painful and hard and difficult and you're scared in your guts. It's called your bosom and your bowels in the Bible. Although the fig, verse 16, my belly trembled, my lips quivered, rottenness entered into my bones, I trembled in myself. You know, his body was, was loosed from strength and stability in these four different ways because of what's coming. And he wanted to rest in the day of trouble. He wanted protection. He wanted to survive it. 
when the Lord would come up unto the people and invade them with his troops, and his troops are the Babylonians. So there we have a part of us that when a bad event comes, we tremble inside. Rottenness enters into our bones. We get scared. You know, way inside us it can hurt. And the Bible does describe that. Yet, although, in spite of, we want that next word, although, and he goes on to describe a particular result of a military conflict where one nation intends to destroy the other nation, their infrastructure and everything. You know, we fight wars differently now, where we have all these neat little effeminate rules where you're not supposed to touch the infrastructure of another nation. You're just supposed to try to get their soldiers, and any other casualty is, you know, considered evil and harmful. And so they didn't fight battles that way back then. If you had an enemy, you wanted to get rid of them so that you wouldn't have to fight them again in ten years. Nevertheless, this is total economic destruction as I have taught you previously. Verse 17, there are six descriptive clauses here of describing economic ruin. The fig tree shall not blossom. There'll be, you know, that's the figs. No fruit in the vines. All your vineyards and your wine and your grapes are gone. The labor of the olive shall fail. You're not getting olives or olive oil. The fields shall yield no meat, whatever you plant there, barley, rye, wheat, or corn, it's not going to yield. The flock's going to be cut off from the fold, and there's no herd in the stalls. That is a terrible economic description of someone in an agrarian society in serious, serious trouble. This is a song, and it's a prayer. And it's how we want to prepare ourselves by saying, although all these things might happen to us, Verse 18, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. In spite of those six things, I will rejoice in the Lord. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4 tells us to rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. It doesn't say just to rejoice when things are going well. It says rejoice in the Lord always because He hasn't changed. His Word hasn't changed. Your future hasn't changed. And yet we look at these storm clouds around us, like Peter did when he was walking on the water, and we tend to think that there's been a change, but there hasn't been. It's just these little speed bumps, these little hangnails, these little issues that pop up, and we should be able to overlook them. These six things in verse 17 are not speed bumps, and they're not hangnails, and they're intended to be perceived as total economic failure, financial collapse. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. It's not, I'll rejoice in my savings account. I won't rejoice in the government that's going to bail me out. I'm not going to rejoice in the charity of my church brethren. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. He will save me. He has saved me. He is saving me. He shall save me. Paul said, He has delivered me from death. He is delivering me. And He shall deliver me. All the three tenses of your life, God's been involved in them. And you should have confidence He will still be involved in saving you. Verse 19, The Lord God is my strength. I can handle this kind of a difficulty because of God is my strength. I look to Him. He supplies me by His Spirit in my new man. He will make my feet like hind's feet. Those are the light feet of a female deer. 
If you've ever seen a female deer run across the field or go over a fence, they're light of foot. And they have little tiny feet. They're not a Clodsdale. You know, there's a horse breed called the Clodsdale. Yes, I've altered it slightly. Danielle and Carrie, please do not send me any... I know you won't. A Clodsdale. When you look at their feet, you realize they are not considered light of foot. But a female deer is. And so we have this metaphor for our benefit here. The, the Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like hinds feet. I am going to dance. I'm going to be light. I'm going to be lifted up because the Lord is my strength. And He will make me to walk upon mine high places. Those are the highest pieces of ground on an estate where you would put, whether it's a gazebo or something else, where you could go and bask in looking at your property. It was a place of prosperity to go to. I'm going to be walking on my high places, not hiding in my cellar, not hiding in my bomb shelter. I'm going to be walking on my high places. Brethren, afflictions are coming. They're going to hit us in the gut. Every one of you, I could, I could walk down this aisle and I would miss many, but I could think of some for each one of you where you've been gut punched. And so we have that in verse 16. But although some bad things come, we can still rejoice in the God of our salvation, as verse 18 tells us, and we can still dance, and He is our strength, and He'll, He'll put us back in our high places. And you know, sometimes, even if you're in the innermost prison of Philippi, you can still be in your high places because Paul's high place was with the Lord. May the Lord bless us to remember this passage, to esteem it, and to realize this is the Word of God to us. This is men that have gone before us that faced a national calamity of utter destruction and the leveling of Jerusalem by the Chaldean armies he could respond this way. And in his song, he has six clauses about economic failure, but he can respond this way. He got gut-punched, but he responded this way. You're going to be gut-punched again and again. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. As we pray... Let me change subjects slightly, ever so slightly. Turn back to chapter 2 of this minor prophet. And let me read to you the last three verses there as we approach the Lord in prayer. As Habakkuk makes fun of the gods of the Babylonians, because remember chapter 2 is, though I'm going to use Babylon to punish you, chapter 1, I'm going to punish Babylon, chapter 2. So Habakkuk's making fun of their gods, and he introduces ours. And he's our strength. Verse 18. What profiteth the graven image that the maker thereof hath graven it? The molten image, and a teacher of lies, that the maker of his work trusteth therein to make dumb idols. Woe unto him that saith to the wood, Awake to the dumb stone. Arise, it shall teach. Behold, it is laid over with gold and silver, and there is no breath at all in the midst of it. But the Lord 
is in His holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before Him.